Welcome to Grayson 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. This is Ed Mellick, and I'm joined by Sal Dietry. Sal, how are you feeling about tonight's show? Ed, a great show tonight. Look, over two years ago, tonight's guest, Brandon Charles, packed all his stuff in a bag, set out on a snowy night, traveling from Pittsburgh to D.C., got here late, late at night, hopped in the metro, something he had never done before, took a cab, and eventually arrived at his temporary home. For any of us who have traveled the D.C. area, man, what a story. But look, the big thing here is he did this. He was born blind. A bold move uh, that has impacted his life, leaving a a string of difficulties uh, over several years. The good news is here in Arlington, uh, Brandon's life has flourished. He's really a major turning point for him, and he's here to celebrate uh, the Arlington community. He's since begun producing and co-hosting the Breaking Boundaries show here on WERA LP, an advocacy program for the disabled. The show airs Mondays, uh, 4 p.m. on 96.7 FM, and it's in its second year. He joins us to tell his story of self-discovery and challenge folks here in the area to better understand the disabled. Brandon, my friend, welcome to Grace in 30. It is such a pleasure to be here. I've been a huge fan of uh, your show since it started because every week, every guest you have on uh, is always saying things about things they are doing in the community. And anytime I'm ever having doubts about my transitioning and learning who I am as a person, I hear your guests and I think to myself, okay, these people have been here, they're in this community, they really worked hard and they got where they wanted to be. So it's really truly an honor to be here in that position to tell my story. Yeah, thank you. We should have had you on earlier. I appreciate yeah. that for sure. <laughs> well, things get busy, as we all know. It's the Arlington way. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, Brandon, when we spoke on the phone, we were preparing for the interview. You were really specific about sort of a turning point in your life. You mentioned 7 a.m. on that that fateful morning when you arrived here in D.C. It was March 2015, yeah. I think. Tell us about that when you were sort of sitting there. You mentioned you were you heard a particular song and, and it sort of inspired you. Yeah. So how this all came about was I was in the area, the, the greater Pittsburgh area. It was actually in a smaller town. I went to college in a little town called California, which was a little bit outside of Pittsburgh. And uh, I was living out there for, for a bit and just there wasn't a lot of great transportation uh we may have issues with the metro here but the thing is is at least out there at least out here there are a lot of options whereas out there the buses run once every two hours if you're trying to get to a major city so uh, i've been trying to get things started it wasn't really working out and then one day it just it all culminated and i just said okay you know what i'm gonna do something about this i prayed about it and uh, that day i bought a greyhound ticket packed a duffel bag full of clothes some canned goods because i figured that it would probably be a little stormy so packed everything uh headed on a bus to the greyhound station waited in pittsburgh for a few hours got on the bus overnight and a song that kept playing overnight as i was heading on the bus from pittsburgh to the dc area was matthew west with do something because oftentimes we think to ourselves uh this is so tragic what's going on in the world and why is this happening why would god allow this stuff to happen and then failing to realize that's why we were created. That's what our responsibility is. So it sort of inspired you. I think some of the lyrics are, I shook my fist at heaven and said, God, God why don't you do, do something? something? I did. I created you. Yes. So the, so the, the other line is, if not us, then who? Exactly. So you mentioned that you were, you felt you were being called to D.C. for a purpose. Is that correct? Yeah. I didn't know at the time specifically what for, but it just... 
meeting the people uh, around this area in previous years on visits uh, to this area, uh, I just knew that the kind of social services work that I wanted to do, the people around here understood that they resonated with that. I mean, this is a very uh, multicultural area of people from all over the world, people of many different disabilities. There's many different organizations that are outreach. And I just had a really good feeling about it, but I didn't know where I fit into that equation. Uh, and, and even though it even took a little while from 2015 to figure that out, uh, I realized in, in my conversation with God that evening that he said, focus on you as well, that you can be the light for other people, but this is also to build your life. Because believe me, I needed to build those independent living skills. Uh, being around other blind people, when I came to this area, I learned how to cook, I learned how to clean effectively. And I did so in a way that I feel personally was more effective to me by learning the skills from my friends because there are independent living programs that exist, but I found that there was a lot less pressure learning it from people who really cared about my best interest and they could give me some uh, tips on how to best accomplish those tasks. Yeah, and Arlington is a really progressive place in the sense that, you know, people who have disabilities do tend to live here. I mean, you see a lot of people, you meet a lot of people on the streets who have disabilities and are able to live a great life here in Arlington. Yeah. And there's so many uh, amenities, accommodations, opportunities. How, how, have you seen that? I mean, have you felt that as you've been in the area, just meeting people with, with uh, different disabilities who have come here sort of together because they've heard Arlington's a great place to live? As, uh, as scripture says, my cup overfloweth, honestly, it, it's the truth. Uh, it's, it's really amazing because I've made so many connections here. I mean, when I moved officially to the Arlington area, it was actually several members of this fine radio station here that came together with all the furniture and everything I needed. And within three hours of me signing the lease, going shopping, getting everything together, uh, I was in that apartment. And then from there, you know, I, I, now I know where the metro is at. Now I know where some local establishments are at. So now I, everything's, this is the first time in my life it really sank when i walked in my lobby and grabbed a cup of coffee in the first week being here and thought to myself this isn't something that i want to live in this is something that i need to live in because now i can independently walk places i can get there just based on my own determination i need to get something done all right i'm gonna go do it i want to talk about your radio program sure you call it breaking boundaries yeah and i've listened to a handful of programs what did you set out to accomplish with uh, the program, and how has your thinking changed? You've been doing it, I guess, over a year now, and you've had all sorts of different guests on, people with traumatic brain injuries, people uh, that are blind like yourself. What have you learned? What are you trying to accomplish? Just fill us in on the program. When I started the show, the idea was the media at large was not discussing disability in a very favorable way. It was always uh, trying to prop up the people who didn't have a disability and saying, hey, look at them, they're helping these people with disabilities out. But it didn't really give people with disabilities an opportunity to say their story and how they felt. And my idea was, okay, I want to have individuals on just to talk to them about their life. Now, obviously, I do want to go into specific disabilities issues, but the underlying theme of the show was hey, you're hearing this person talk about their life. I'm just having an interesting conversation with someone, but they just happen to have a disability, that you're actually hearing who they are. And, oh, yeah, guess what? They did this, you know, going through a circumstance that 
they had to use alternative techniques to learn how to do what they wanted to do, but they have the opportunities to do everything they need to do. It's just a matter of having that willpower. Now, to answer your second question in regards to what did it accomplish that I wasn't expecting, how much it actually impacted me. I did this to help others. I tend to put others before myself in many situations, and I think that it has really inspired me to push harder. It's honestly inspired me to want to make this my entire life's work, to start a nonprofit out of it, to make connections with people, to really allow this to be my calling, to travel, to just speak with individuals, but it's really been a huge confidence builder for myself as well. You noted when we talked on the phone, you, you had a number of challenges. I mean, besides the fact that you grew up blind, um, you're, you're a child of divorce, your parents had a little drinking issue, um, yeah. you, you had some living problems, you bounced around to a number of places in Baltimore and Pittsburgh, uh, you were homeless for a short period of time. Yeah. Had a, had a roommate with a drug problem, and, and so this has been kind of a radical change for you. You've gotten here, you yeah. really seem to to have sort of a compass now, and you, you know the direction you're going. So it's been a, a big deal for you, correct? Absolutely. This is the most stable I've been in three or four years. Actually, I'd have to say just permanently. I'm. It's, it's honestly a good thing and a bad thing, and obviously it's not a bad thing at all, but I've noticed that being in that apartment, anytime I walk in there, two feelings happen. One... I think to myself, wow, this is such an amazing place. I can't believe I live here. The second thought is, am I going to be here next year when my lease ends and I'm building all these connections around here and I just hope that I can stay in this area? And it's because I'm not used to having that security. So having been bouncing around to all these different places over the years and having not felt like I had the power myself to have all this independence, I'm just used to the rug kind of being pulled out from under me because of someone else, not realizing that I'm in a position now where I have control over my life, that I have the ability to maintain the direction that's going in. But I'm just so used to uh, the variables of my life being affected by the decisions that other people had made for me that it's just hard to settle down it's hard to relax i'm always my mind is always spinning I, and i try to pray about it and i really just try to rely on the spirit for that but it's hard it really is brandon let's jump in and talk about some of these amazing guests you've had on the show i tell you i was talking up your show uh last evening at uh, national night out and was talking about you know the the opportunities that people with disabilities have here and it really got a lot of people thinking you know, because we see a lot of people with disabilities here in the community. Uh, tell us about some of your guests, some of the most uh, moving, impacting stories you've heard, which some things you've taken away from these amazing folks. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite people, uh, you know, I, everyone's my favorite to a certain extent, but just uh, one of my favorite people that I've talked to is somebody I visited in South Carolina recently. Uh, you know, we went from just talking as a guest on my show and being connected uh, through Tay Campbell, who's also done some stuff in uh, Arlington Media for the video end of things. Uh, who's also been a guest on my show, but he connected me with this guy in uh, South Carolina, and I kid you not, his name's Les Paul. Uh, that's uh, great. <laughs> yeah, but he suffered from a traumatic brain injury in, in his 20s. It, you know, everything was fine. He was doing factory work, and just one day, just fell down, suffered from a brain aneurysm, and <laughs> uh, had to relearn everything, and for years was so down on himself, uh, was being told by these agencies, no, no, no. And now, he works for an independent living center, and in the Augusta, Georgia area, North Augusta. And he is probably one of the most inspirational people I talk to when I need uh, a little bit lifting up. He's one of those people that 
you know, he's not even trying to be a motivational speaker. He's like me where he's very modest in his approach to his work. Uh, but just how far he's come and now that he's a shining example when for years he suffered and now, uh, even though he has very severe short-term memory loss, when you get him focused on a subject, as long as you don't break his concentration, he has all of these very amazing stories. So you're willing to work with someone. There's a lot that you can get out. That's a lesson really for all of us in today's times. Talk to us about when you had the, the uh, I believe you had the National Federation of the Blind on the show? Yeah, I've had a few people, especially from the Potomac chapter here in Arlington, uh, and they're a great organization. And I had a few people on, uh, the state affiliate president, uh, Tracy Safranco, as well as John Halverson, who is the local chapter president. Uh, those were interesting interviews. And, and while we're on that topic, I feel that it's necessary to talk about how that's affected me being a part of that organization. Uh, I actually want a scholarship to go to Orlando a few weeks ago for the National Federation of the Blind Convention that happened. And oh, was it overwhelming. It was a great experience to be with blind uh, individuals all over the country. But this is a giant hotel area with over 2,400 people kind of trying to head toward the same area at the same time and a lot of them are blind and we're all trying to figure out where things are and I kind of have high anxiety in crowds but what I learned from that experience was I got to connect with the people in my local chapter here in Arlington as well as the state affiliate at large uh, and they really pushed me out of my comfort zone because as I was saying earlier uh, I tend to rely on myself because I've had to rely on myself for so long to do things and they really put me in a position where they said hey, we're here to help you. We're here to be there for you if you need something. You don't have to figure this whole thing out on your own. And that was really a turning point for me a few weeks ago that I'm really still trying to move through and work with. That's great, and congratulations on that scholarship. Look, well-deserved. You. You're you're a voice here in this community, and you know Arlington being one of the, the top communities in the United States, really a voice for people with disability, uh, both locally and nationwide. You know, you, you, I believe, had a guest, Marsha Drenth, who yes. was on the show, who's, uh, I believe, was she blind and deaf? Yeah, she's blind and deaf, wow. and I actually met her at that convention. We, we had talked about meeting up on a discussion group on uh, Facebook uh, for people with disabilities, and uh, when I was there with her, she used an interpreter, but on my show, she had this uh, vibrating thing on her neck, and she was actually able to hook it in through FaceTime. Uh, on her iPhone and she was actually able to hear me fine because I'll be honest with you I was even a little nervous going into that not to talk to her but just to ensure that did I have to speak a little louder but she was able to I guess have enough hearing where uh, because of the way she was able to hook it directly into her hearing aids uh, she could hear me just fine and it was a delightful conversation and it really inspired me to want to push for things like for example I'm working on right now uh, trying to create uh, closed captioning uh, perhaps in the radio show so that's definitely a project I'm hopefully looking to release soon and maybe uh, work with other shows to help build out as well that's yeah, a great I, idea I listened to that interview and uh, God I was just amazed <laughs> that, that she could just talk and have a, a conversation with you like that and her story I, I found another website where she sort of outlined her story and uh, she's been through a lot oh yeah and a lot of this the the, the sort of has been a progressive blindness a progressive hearing loss she's got three kids yeah and there was a battle there was a divorce and the, and the first husband there was you know contention over the children and not even letting her see the children and as if it wasn't bad enough she's dealing with what she's dealing with to have that sort of a an emotional battle going on yeah one of the things you noted to me or, or that you noted on one of your programs was that people who come on the show are just so happy that someone wants to hear them 
Yeah, that's what was a shocker to me. Uh, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be so shocked by that, but I was so down and out before I started this program the day when somebody called me and I was just thinking, I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life and I feel like purposeless. And, you know, I knew about the show coming up, but it hadn't started yet. And then I just told somebody, we can talk about this and that. And just I could hear the smile on their face over the telephone. And just they were so excited. And I just realized this is the changing point that this is about really allowing a discussion to happen between the general public and people who aren't able to get their stories heard in other forums because it strips back away the stereotypes that happen because when people are listening to this show they might turn it on in their cars and just think oh this is a really interesting conversation oh wait that person's you know blind or deaf and yeah I, i'd hate for them to say oh this is impressive because okay are you impressed because this person's blind or deaf or whatever and you have low expectations or, or what but still it at least starts the conversation to move into a better direction where people can uh, start to see people for who they are as opposed to what their disability is yeah, and, and, you know, one thing, is we talk about people with disabilities, you know, the, the big thing now in Arlington County uh, is age in place. Yes. Right, because as people have lived here, they've retired from the government, they want to stay in the area, they've probably paid off their mortgage. You know, disabilities and disabling events happen at all stages in life. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, tell us about a little bit about efforts you've done here to sort of bring that to light. Yeah, this is why it's so surprising to me that as a society, there isn't more emphasis going into educational efforts and transitioning efforts because everyone has someone in their family, I'm certain, that have gone through some sort of disability, uh, you know, or in the in the world, maybe. I, I, I don't have the official statistics here, but I mean, regardless, odds are that's in people's immediate circle or in their family they know somebody with a disability so for them to shut that out and to not be curious about that is is startling to me but i mean i try to work with people uh you know in the general public or people with disabilities who really want to enable themselves you know people think of the disability i think of how can i enable them how can they enable themselves to do what they need to do with their lives and really truly i can't say i'm enabling them to do anything other than tell their story they're really the people out there doing what they need to do i'm just providing the platform and hoping that through genuine conversation that i can help them to feel comfortable with me enough to feel open to telling their story and hopefully somebody's inspired by it yeah before we leave this topic i, I want to give a shout out to a company that i i got to know ed and you might remember them it's a company called ssc bart which is out in the tyson's corner mclean area and this is a this is a world class uh, company. They make software um, for for people with disabilities, for people who are blind. But the thing that always amazed me about this company is that I I would say, and I don't know their statistics, but I would say seventy to eighty percent of the people who work there have a disability, as it should be. I mean, yeah. And this is just a shining example of what can be done. And these guys they pioneered some of this technology. Okay. These guys, they, if you go and look at them, it's SSC Bart. Some of the work that the founder did early on is has been adopted by Microsoft, by other Silicon Valley companies. But it always just struck me, and it, that uh, you know they put their money where their mouth is. And I would say again, maybe seventy-five percent of people had some form of disability 
um, worked in that office, and and you know I was just floored and impressed with everything they did every day. Absolutely, and this is the biggest point of contention in the disabilities community, and it was actually part of the keynote address uh, given at the banquet uh, at the convention that I went to, uh, talking about how when there's technology developed for people with disabilities, people with disabilities need to have a say in what it is, because sometimes people want to develop these conditions, you know, these technology, and assume the conditions and assume that they know the problem without actually doing the scientific research. So you mentioned a little while ago, you mentioned the term higher purpose. Yes. So, so clearly you feel like you've gotten in, in your groove of, of your higher purpose. I posed the question to you, you know, if you, if you woke up tomorrow and you had 10 million in the bank, what would you do? And it sounds like you're doing a lot of it already. Yeah, I would just continue to travel. I would travel all over the world and continue to, I mean, maybe at that point I would, you know, create more media. I'd create direct media, you know, I that would allow people to get their stories out there and just be able to spend time with people, be able to help people get where they want to go with their life. And, and just, I mean, basically it'd be similar to what I'd be doing now, except I would have more resources to actually plant in people's lives that would allow them to solve any problems that they may have. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, you mentioned three things, working with the disabled, advocating for them, uh, radio, you love the radio. You did DJing in college. It. You were yes. punk, punk rock. Yeah, punk rock. I like that. <laughs> yes. And now you you seem to be starting to travel. I mean, you're going down to Orlando and other places, which is really cool that you're yeah. doing those things. So the um, the real big thing right now for you is this media outreach. What are your plans uh, for the future? Are you you hoping to maybe create a nonprofit or do something yes. like that or? I want to do documentaries. I want to do short form video content, uh, maybe things that can be sent to employers. Like, for example, uh, here's how someone uses access technology to uh, live their daily lives, to do their jobs. Because a lot of people don't realize this. Like, for example, there's a new app that came out in, uh, that was created by Microsoft called Seeing AI, and it uses artificial intelligence to identify things. This was just released three or four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's actually rather accurate. I mean, I was able to take a picture of uh, a letter that I received in the mail and actually with complete accuracy uh read it wow. wow that's where we're going yeah tell us about some of the technology you're you're uh you know incredibly media savvy tell us about some of the technology for people who are listening who have disabilities it just maybe if you have a top three or four list of things that you've just these are your go-to things especially with you know everything now in social media with with mobile you know the world's changed dramatically in the past 10 years the thing i like about these days as opposed to when i was growing up is that technology has integrated accessibility directly into it i use an iphone i use a macbook i can also use a windows machine uh, a lot of times these days there doesn't have to be specialized technology developed because all of these technologies have screen reading software, which is basically a spoken software that allows people to hear what is being seen on the screen. Or in my case, I also have a separate Bluetooth braille display, which will actually translate that into moving braille so that I can actually move some keys and actually be reading what would be appearing on an iPhone screen on a braille screen, so to speak. Yeah, but it blows me away when you, you talked about when you did the DJ work in college. You were in the booth alone doing it. Yeah, you didn't I need any help or assistance. And took care of everything. Do the same thing here with, with the program here, correct? Yeah. In fact, I was just saying this. I was walking in. You know, I this is the first time I've been in the studio as a guest, uh, actually in this studio, not the production studio. And I was just, I was literally walking over to the board the second I stepped in this door. I'm like, yeah. it's not my show tonight. <laughs> uh, it's theirs. So we've got about four and a half minutes left. I, I want to cover two things. I okay. want to 
talk about your faith, the role your faith has played in, in your life and this journey that you've been on and what you're doing now. And then I want to make sure you issue you know, a call or two or three calls to action to the listeners. Um, you know what you want them to know about the disabled, what message you want to convey, how you want to challenge them to get involved, and just take those in whatever order you want to take them. Absolutely. Well, my faith in Christ has been such a blessing in my life because it's allowed me to really see the beauty of what forgiveness truly means. Being able to forgive myself for the irritation and agitation that I constantly felt in the past, uh, even if it was justified to a certain extent with my limited resources, I still would be, I was very angry and now I'm very relaxed and I'm very focused, but it also allows me to forgive others. Uh, as scripture also says, forgive them, Father, for they not know not what they do. It's about education. And, you know, I think that that's important. I, I was worried about getting into this because I was concerned that I would feel powerless because of the stories of exploitation I would hear. But now when I hear them, I think, okay, what can I do about this? How can I be the change agent that would possibly facilitate something that would allow these people to thrive? And this is all, this is all God. I will say this. I, I give credit to God at the end of every show. And this is, I, I dedicate this to God by saying, stay truthful, stay faithful, and God bless you. And I mean those words. And it's just a reminder that even though I really did a great job at this interview, this is just a spiritual power that's been given to me. As a call to action, I guess I would just say, they're people. We are people. Talk to us. Get to know our stories. And be willing to listen and be willing to challenge what you think you know. And not even just about the disabilities community, but in general. We all have this tendency to think that you know we need to compensate for what we don't know by using what we do know and then filling in the gaps. When in reality, we should be willing to have this open dialogue. And we certainly need to do that, need to do that in a society nowadays. Yeah, you, you mentioned that I think one of the frustrations you had growing up was that uh, people claim they understand the blind or the disabled, but they really don't. They really haven't taken the time to, to think about it and consider what that person's life is like. So yeah. do you want to challenge folks in that sense? Absolutely. It was like I was saying with the technology development and, and all that other stuff. When you are going about accomplishing a task with somebody who has a disability, their input should be absolutely paramount. And, and you also said basically the disabled are bright people. They're not dodos. No. <laughs> they understand when they're being condescended to. Absolutely. So something like that you want to make sure people are aware of. Yeah, these are very intelligent people. In fact, I think there's a lot of people that the reason they don't fit into the society is because I see them as being valuable small business owners because they have very creative ideas and perspectives that can honestly change our society. I've also heard you mention, speak well of, I think the group is called Independence Center of Northern yes, Virginia. Yes. You want to give a shout out to them? Yeah, Independence Center of Northern Virginia. They're a great organization up the road from here, uh, actually on, uh, I think it's Washington Boulevard. Uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, but they're a great organization and independence. I was curious why they spelled it like that. And it was actually just about ending dependence and they help people with all different disabilities. And they are part of the National Council of Independent Living. And once again, going back to that statistic, uh, it's a requirement that 51% uh, of people who work there have a disability. Uh, cool, cool. Because I've heard you speak several times fondly of them. Yes. Y you made the comment that you felt like you had been beaten by the waves for years. Yeah. And now you feel like you finally got into the shore. It, it just does that seem like what's happened in the past two two and a half years for you yeah I, I guess the best way to say it is i'm at the shore i found a boat and now i'm kind of captaining this boat but now i have to make sure i navigate it in the waters because now i'm responsible for a few other people in that boat as well so it's, it'll be interesting to see where everything goes
Yeah, and this is great. I mean, this is, uh, you know, if you have not caught Brandon's program here on uh, Mondays at 4, this is probably one of the most innovative programs, I I think, Ed, in the Washington area. I can't think of another program like it. And, and honestly, I, yeah, there you go. And, and you know, certainly something that, that uh, really talks about the Arlington Way um, and what an open and welcoming community we are, an accessible community. So, Brandon, listen, thank you for joining us. Thank you so uh, much. We really me. appreciate it. Yeah, look, thanks. Uh, we love your passion, love what you're doing. Uh, always love to have a fellow uh, producer on here. We, you know, thanks to WERA for getting um, these independent voices out on the out on the airwaves and out on social media. Listen up. Please check out Brandon's show, Breaking Boundaries, every Monday at 4 p.m. on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. We're going to be posting information on our web, Twitter, and Facebook pages. A replay of this show can be found at the Grayson30.com website and WERA.FM 24 hours after tonight. Ed, my brother, talk us out of this week. This is Ed and Sal and Brandon signing off from Grayson30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. Have a great night, everybody, and be sure to tune into Grace. Grace.